lemonade. What are you, what are you drinking? Lemonade right now here? Hib- <laughs> hibiscus Rock something. Dynasty. What is it? Bushfire right down the street. Oh, bro. Oh, nice. Bushfire's bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Very good. Very, very good. It, it lacks a certain amount of flavor, but I like it. You know, not the empanadas. What you um, get. The empanadas and the sweet potato fries are bomb. Those hit. Yeah. You said the it food. The food lacks get. flavor. A little bit. What, yeah, what I can use a little get? more. Like I've gotten quite a few things. i you know, I don't, I've gotten it. What is lacking? Like seasoning. seasoning? Yeah. Like salt. Uh. Like like spice, salt. You know, pepper. Just like it's a kind of a little. Like it's a little bland. Like I've gotten their chicken stuff before. Even yeah, their Thai know, thing. Yeah, yeah, their Thai. The Thai. The Thai thing is like good, but it's like a white man's good. You know, it's not like it's not like super well, flavor it's bowl. Bush you know, fire, I'm sure. yeah. And then I've gotten like the grilled chicken bowl, and the grilled chicken was literally like like bodybuilder grilled chicken. You know, like this conversation. You know, like, their empanadas are good. I like their empanadas, empanadas are whatever. yeah, they're decent. But I would say yeah. yes with the chicken rambers and all this chicken sandwich. Yes. it looked drier than dry. So that's thank you guys. Thank you for but, seeing my my, my way. I, I don't. Who orders chicken? <laughs> Unless it's from Chick Fil A or Raising Canes. What up? Well, I mean, like get the steak what, or the tri tip. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten the tri tip. It, yeah. It's you know, oh, oh god, it's a piece of tri tip. It didn't have you know. Come on, it, it, I'll, I'll let tell you. you know, like, I just got a, I got I got a tri-tip, tri-tip salad. salad so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll concur but did the tri tip taste like? We're about to we're we're see after. eat it. So after after oh, you haven't ate it yet? No, yeah. yeah. So we'll Eat it right now and give us a <laughs> review. <laughs> give us Alex, a review you, right now. Give it for him, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Before we jump into Beyond <laughs> I Do right now, guys, hey, we're going to stop and have a little Beyond the Letter moment yeah, real quick because taste. I got to, like, you got to tell me, does the meat, not the salad when you put okay. the dressing on it and everything like that, does okay. the meat have flavor? Because I like this place, but I don't like it for flavor. I like it because it's pretty clean. Great. Like, That's it's yours. just a clean yeah. eating. Put it back in the bag, though. You don't, you don't am I eating it, too? I just need a review. Just yeah, I, I just need yeah, to hear from you whether the meat has flavor. Well, for one, they give you four little pieces of carnita. That's nothing. <laughs> like, not even four super ounces Hispanic. right there. Carnita. Carnita. It went from you guys giving it a 10 out of 10 to me and you all eating my head for even remotely considering... Okay. I'm just gonna get a little piece. Of yeah, meat. I just need like a little. Wait, oh, wait, a is little this bite. like an asthmurd? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna need them. Somebody mute me, please. <laughs> no, no, that's part of it. No, you can't put nothing on it. <laughs> oh, nothing on it. No, just the meat. The, just the meat. Not your. So, right. Like, I need. Is the meat flavorful? Is there flavor in the meat? Because that was like my it. point. Was that it's kind of bland. It's just you no, know. Mine has. Some flavor. I wouldn't say it's like super seasoned, but it is. Yo, you want to offer me? A, I would something? give it. Yeah, yeah. A Cut me a piece, and I'll and I'll and I'll, and I'll try. Oh, it. that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. Seven hey, out of Keith ten. Lee, that's yeah, very that's high. That's very high. Good job, guys. Just so you know, this is another part of marriage right here. Is me trying to prove my point? No, no, I don't believe it. It's it's. I, it, you, it, you know it, what? It, it, like you haven't even it's let it get in here yet. You literally just go. For me, it's good. It tastes like meat, but it, it, I don't taste. Well, I don't not, taste like any kind of seasoning. I can't be like, yeah. oh yeah, I taste garlic in that. Oh yeah, I taste. Yeah, I yeah. taste salt and yeah, pepper in salt. that. I, girl, just, go for your next piece because no. you're hungry. No, no, no. I'll wait because I want to enjoy my yeah. food. Thank yeah, you. enjoy it. Okay. Have fun. Right. Anyway, thank you guys for joining and partaking that with us. Six Aaron and a half and to a seven. That's my rating. You like a five. Wow. In oh flavor, still, not in taste. Once you put the dressing, high. wow. I mean, five's like yeah, I'll eat the, like 
you know. Yeah, I was watching Keith Lee the other day. He gave someone a three on their Which burger. Which to me is I said, very, very, yeah, it's very who's, accurate. Whose burger? It was some random, it was just like a random mom and pop. And they, they were like, you have to come to my mom and pop shop. And then the, he came and he was like, this is nasty. <laughs> Yeah, a three is like I'm just gonna give you credit for yeah. you being open, but Dang. literally very unfortunate. But hey, tis his life. Yes, um, tis his life, everybody. All right, did we ha- did we have a, a, a um, oh? So we have some Nancy new ones just, that came Nancy in. Nancy just said we have new questions. I just saw we the have text questions. out. There's a, there's mm. one that's a whole novel, but I is it really? But no, I well, didn't send it. Was in. that the text you sent? It? Oh, you didn't even I send, didn't it. send it. Oh, I mean, if you want me to, I can. It's just. We're being real here. Okay, Erica. there's the single question. You know, which, uh, I am gonna keep it 100 today. Yeah, Erica wasn't happy with how she kept it last time. So. I was just trying to be, you know, encouraging. Yeah. Well, I never want to quietly encouraging. Yeah, like cause division between a relationship. <laughs> yeah, but there was already division. We should just cut. We should just put the nail in the in the coffin. Yeah, I mean. 100. Okay. Should. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could double down with another question. What was our last podcast? What did we talk about? Because I always like going like, oh, little marriage here, little dating here, little marriage here. Last time what we talked our, about. Not, not, not ours. Oh, like recorded. our actual last ours, episode. Adam, ours was we were both sick looking at each other. <laughs> and <laughs> we, 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 we <laughs> I don't even think our thought process came. It no, was the, I thought it was, it was a very t- good episode. It was the TikTok one. The last the, one that we the aired video. was the eight ref- the reflection, reflection before the New Year. That was with Aaron and No, no, the one that's going to air. It was the women posting on Instagram. Why Why? Why do women post selfies on Instagram if you're married? Well, I thought, yeah, I thought that one was pretty good that yeah attention that's essentially that's what what I, got, I, got, yeah. <laughs> I was like maybe one selfie a month like that's not bad you know like that's fine post the self like you got you know you think you look at one I selfie check but, my, what's my instagram uh, do i have selfies oh we'll we'll aaron does aaron have selfies let me go look <laughs> okay no man because posting selfies that's questionable that's why is that questionable oh like what? If you ever post I can't look good. You can look good and post yourself, but I can't so look good. So I'll say that the selfies that I've posted okay. have been like reposts from like collaborations that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Other yeah. than that, look at no selfies. Yeah. Okay. No. I don't need no one's attention but my man's mm, attention. I'm, down- I'm, I'm downloading about. Instagram right now. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I found the selfie. Your, uh, where? Let's see. What? How? How one. long okay. years ago? 2020. Oh. Because yeah. that's probably because I was lonely COVID. during COVID. <laughs> Okay. Talk you were still, you were still married. Like, you're still married. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking? <laughs> true. True. Anybody on the mm. other side? Okay. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you guys the option. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you guys the option. Okay. Because we have good ones, but I want. I want to see what you guys want to do. Okay. Uh, since you guys launched off our original blended family one, I have some blended family questions. People okay. doubled back with questions from that episode. Okay. okay. Now, we could do that, or we could obviously do that any episode, right? Okay. Have you come back and refixate like a really full blended family episode again? Um, so we could hit, there's two very good blended family questions. Um, then there's uh, a marriage question, which is what are the, what are, good foundations of a healthy marriage okay um so there's one too that's good just oh we could talk about that for days and then there's one that nancy texts which was more in that single realm you know someone wrestling through that 
that season of picking the right person. And so that question is, I was engaged to the man who is now my boyfriend and broke things off due to infidelity and lies. We took a year break and decided to date again. We started attending church to grow closer to God, then recently was lied to again. How do you know when it's time to let go or keep pushing through the flaws? You okay? already answered your question. Hold on. So, <laughs> Bishop Aaron of Canterbury. I think, I, think, I think the last time we were on here, we talked about a situation like that. So I, say, I would say the first or the second. Okay. So, Erica, answer this one for this girl the way you wanted to the last podcast, which was the question she just asked. He Do that lied, one fast. He lied to you once. You took him back. And now he lied to you again. That's a big red bing, bing, bing. Yes. Girl, you need to cut your ties. Because if he really wanted to make it work, then he wouldn't have lied. Yep. I don't care what it is. Don't lie. Yep. And as George W. Bush says... Oh, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on you. Shame on, on you. shame. How are you saying? He yes. messes it up though. He does <laughs> it like a, a funny way. Yeah, so, girl. <laughs> yeah. Cut it. You ain't married. Cut yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. No. Hey man. Yeah. Yes. Listen. 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 I'm. I'm gonna be so real. Sorry. Okay. To me. To me. If no, there's please, no ring. Uh, yeah, well, I'm. I'm the harshest with that. To me, if there's no ring on the finger, I'm like a one strike policy person. Dang. I'm like. One strike, like that's it. And we're talking about a pretty big strike. So so to no. me, you cheating on a girl while dating. That's a big strike. One strike. strike. That's one strike. That's all you need. You know, like I don't even need to get back to you. Like that's 100%. one strike. I was, I had a drink. No, one strike. Stop. <laughs> Stop. One strike. You're done. Move on. Like, now, mind you, people can change. You know. Okay. But no, that, that's, that's, but that's no, for them. That's for them and God. Yeah. 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 But they don't have to change yeah, with, with me. You. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. female needs to forgive that guy so she doesn't take that trauma to the next relationship. 100%. Mm -hmm. for sure. But I would argue that that girl said, do I know his the work through the flaws i would say you don't know his flaws because you don't know him yet if he's still lying right yeah. well 100 percent. there's well, one so big so flaw is and that's cheating. not I, I don't think that's her flaw to work through he clearly uh, has yes. his own flaw to work one time through. a young man in the church told me he broke they broke up with this girl and he said i should have known six months ago it wasn't gonna work out and i said why what happened six months ago he said because one night after i took her home from a date she talked to her boy, her ex-boyfriend for four hours and she told me the next night because she felt bad that she called her ex-boyfriend and they caught up. They dated for like, you know, five, six years. And he said uh, and he said they they uh, they talked to, and she told me next night because <clears throat> she felt bad and wanted to let me know she wouldn't do it again. And I go, why didn't you tell me that? And he goes, because I know you were you would have pressured me to break up with her. And I, I didn't want to. Yeah. And so I was yeah. like. <clears throat> Well, there you go. Yeah, you know, you you, you you call. I'm dating you, and you could call your ex boyfriend for four hours and catch up. Go go marry him. Bye. There was one like, time. We, like, it's all. Yeah, there was one time over. we were like, at a move on. We were in our situationship. We're dating. Yeah. We yeah, and <clears throat> I got a call from someone guy that I used to hang out with, and mind you, oh, yeah, gullible yeah. me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he's just my friend. Like, wasn't doing anything with the guy. Me and Aaron were already hanging out. And he called. And he's like, who's that calling? And I was like, oh, it's so-and-so. And he's like, he wants to hook up. And I was like, no, he don't. He just want to talk. Okay. Tell him that you're with your boyfriend and see if he calls you back. So when I answered, like, hey, what, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll talk to you later. Never heard from him again. <laughs> 
For real. Yeah. I told <laughs> Ashley had a friend a friend who was very famous professional football player and friends, but she was like, Oh, he's flying my parents out and taking us to a game and blah blah. Me and her are dating. And the whole time she's there, because I'm Hispanic, he's calling me, Oh, how's your burrito? How's your guesadilla? You no. know, oh, how's your enchilada? Like, oh, when you go out with your enchilada, is that what, you know, dude's just like totally ragging on me, right? right. And Ashley's no. telling me, oh, this is what he's saying, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro. So, <laughs> so, so she comes back and sure enough, I sit her down. Cause at first I'm like, it's cool. It's a friend. But the moment those jokes came, yeah, that yeah. Means I'm like, oh, he, he's, he's, yeah. you know, he, he's putting a line in the sand. So I told her. Why are you guys, you guys are friends. Why are you guys not together? Oh, because he likes me, but I never reciprocated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, here's a boundary. If he continues to be your friend, we're not rocking no more. So yeah, yeah. you make yeah. that choice. You let yeah. me know. I'm good, but I have boundaries. I have respect for myself. If he wants to call me a burrito, he wants to call me an enchilada, he can do whatever he wants. If you ever talk or hang out with him again, you can do whatever you want. But you and I, you don't call me back. Yeah. Don't call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ashley was like, no, I'm good. And she, you know, I, I don't know whether you talked to him or what. I don't know what happened or you just stopped talking to him or yeah. whatever. But I, it was just, I was like, there's, that's a boundary for me. Yeah. You, yeah. you, I'm cool if it was really, truly, because she had a couple guy friends that were like totally plutonic friendships that even up until us married, and he like, hey, I just want to check in. I'm like totally fine with, even yeah. though I don't, eventually we put that boundary. We're right. just yeah, like, right. we're not going to. Yeah talk to the opposite sex yeah. in general but leading up to him like it doesn't bother me at all but mm -hmm. the moment it was getting a feeling that he's being disrespectful to me he clearly likes you he clearly wishes that there was a relationship therefore yeah. you either put a boundary right. or i'm putting the boundary up which is like it's been nice yeah you know? yeah. yeah i agree yeah. I think women are, um, we, we tend to just be so compassionate and nurturing. Mm -hmm. And so like when we have, no, you guys like to be liked. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, or, no, but I'm just but kidding. Even I agree. That, like, it's there's compassion, like, but I think there's but also like, like oh, look. When it comes to like, I never <laughs> intended to do anything with this person, yeah. but like, yeah. I think we just naturally just like, oh, it's, he's just a friend. Like, so we don't want to be mean. We don't want to come across as like the bad guy. Well, at least right, I know I right. didn't want to come well, across as the bad guy. Well, you think you've clearly put up the boundaries, but to him, all right. you did was that create part. a game for him yes. to yeah. try to. Maneuvered. Yeah. See the that fact that you the even answer the open. phone to him is yeah. he's he's on the field. I learned he's, that. He's yeah, playing I learned the game. That, like how yeah. men think. So like going back to that last question, like yeah, I've learned through being with my husband and actually getting like real raw thoughts from men. Like men will have sex with anyone, anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't matter if you smell it. That none of that matters. So <laughs> if he was not yeah. wanting it, then yeah. that means he was probably getting it somewhere right. else. Right. Yeah, without biblical morals, right, you know, right, that type right. of man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. Right. I was like wait, with, this is a, this is a wild the declaration. Man, yeah. the, <laughs> right. the secular man, which commonly there's yeah. a lot of the secular men 100%. in the church. So to be aware of that is important. And there's a lot of Christian men that are being discipled that are unlearning habits from mm -hmm. their past. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so, so we think that's a normal. There's a journey. I want to say two things. That's the first. That was the first time you ever said you were Hispanic, ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, mind hey, you, it was through disrespect. <laughs> so, okay. It was false. Second thing. You're right. Like, I'm yeah. black. I'm man, black. If that dude you really had, knew. If that dude knew it. He better all. call me ribs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> grits. They call me them grits. <laughs> Watermelon. Right. Oh, my gosh. 
God. Erica and I were dating. This is before I met Eileen. We're on the phone talking. And all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, Papi Chulo. Yeah, that's Papi Chulo. And I'm like, who is that in the background? Who are you calling Papi Chulo? Oh, that's just my friend. Who calls their friend Poppy Chula? <laughs> oh, shoot. So the, you had you, to put you, the boundary You know up, who that dog. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so then I had cleared. Found out. Yeah. Found out who and it was. I, and, that, and it was fun. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but a man that responds the way that we're describing is demonstrating he cares. Right. Like, yo, yeah. what? Oh, like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think anyone, if you're dating, anyone needs to get good at putting boundaries. Because I'll tell you this, when you're married, right. you're not going to have a problem getting boundaries. Yeah. Like if Erica, yeah. Erica's married to Aaron five years in, and she's like, oh, it's just my friend Jake. Aaron will be like, shut that phone off before I turn right. the phone bill right. off. Right. 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 Like, right. So in the right. dating phase, you, like, you're going to have to learn like, to speak up when you're uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and when it crosses, because obviously when you're married, you can't just be like, all right, marriage done, just because one thing. So what you sign up for, you're going to have to work through. And yeah. so that idea of in the dating phase, I'm going to create, I'm going to uphold the boundaries that I would, even if I was married, like mm-hmm. yeah. I'm and married, is, you know, like this is when you're exclusive with somebody, right? Right. Yeah. yeah Not right, when yeah. you're trying to get Not to know like, yeah. other yeah. people. Once you're like, yeah. Are we talking marriage, future, soon? I think boundaries definitely need to Absolutely. be set. I, and I agree. But that's why for me, when we were dating and she went to go fly out to Pittsburgh, was it Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh yeah. to see that yeah. friend. I did not care. Yeah. I, You know, like, and even if she was like, she came back and she's like, oh, I, I think I like him. I, I'd be like, all right, like, see ya. You know, like, yeah. it wouldn't have bothered me in that sense of what that was. But by the time he articulated, like, oh, I'm going to play this game and I'm disrespecting you, that's when I was like, you're just going to have to make a choice. Yeah. If you want to rock with him, go rock with him. But you need, I'm going to, I need to be respected because I would respect you that same way Absolutely. if I was talking to one a, a, a girlfriend and she referred to Ashley in some jealous, derogatory right. way, then I would yeah. expect her to ask the same thing and me have to make a choice. Like, right. is this friendship more important than this potential relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's potential in it. If there's not potential, and but that unfortunately people in dating put up with a lot just because they want to not be so lonely, or they have mm-hmm. history with this person, or yeah, they well, have and hope that's, that and they'll that's, that's get what better. I was you know, say and, about that that that, um, that girl as far as when it comes to her relationship with her boyfriend um, and deciding on if she wants to break it off or not. Um, I'm sure she is obviously feeling torn because she saw the light at the end of the tunnel. They were engaged. And so when the infidelity happened, it was kind of something that shook her up. But she also has to have a mindset as well as she's going to have to make that decision. Yeah. It's yeah, not going to sure. come from him. Obviously, he's content. He's got he's yeah. got something in his back pocket while he also has something in his front pocket and his left pocket and his right yeah. shoe and his left shoe. So until she wakes up and sees her value, her worth, her um, morals and, and, and realizes that this is a non-negotiable because at the end of the day, that part, at the end of the day. He's already broken your trust, yeah. and so at the you are just now putting a bandaid on something that you want to work because you saw it almost happen. Yeah. And I honestly believe this was God telling you this is not the man for you, yeah. and here are the reasons why. I agree. And so for her, she has to genuinely make this choice for herself to say, I'm not going to put up 
with this. I'm not going to put up with being less than because I am more than enough and I am not going to be second best. And yeah. so for her, she she is going to have to pull it. Yeah. yeah. I think you're, you're setting, if you ex- accept that you're, for people who are dating who accept something like that, you're setting what you're willing to accept mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm, entire relationship mm-hmm. and probably marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's that whole TikTok that I think Sana sent us. Remember oh, when yeah, he yeah. was like, oh, where yeah, the yeah. TikTok was the, where <laughs> the she, it was like, oh, and cheers to, to my girl, my second, my second best. Cause you know, the other girl I was trying to get no. with, she said, no, but you, you've been my ride or die <laughs> from the beginning. Even when I cheated on you, yeah. you, you I can't, you back. took me back. I came home in the, the best meal I've ever had. And you still rubbed my feet that night, even though I cheated yeah. on you. I'm, you're standing like, what? Yeah. It, it was a funny, it was funny talk. if you see it, but it goes to show she has to have more value of herself yep. than that man has in her. Yep. All right, everybody, welcome to our advertisement. Yeah. So you're watching our episode. We did a short break. Yep. What do we got a little break for, Ashley? Oh, something really, really exciting. <laughs> that when you came home and told me about the news, I was overjoyed. And I hope you had 30 pieces, but you only had one. But it's okay. Yeah, we yeah. are going to be talking about our new partnership Yes. with an amazing jeweler. Yes. So we have big news. We've teamed up with the exceptional jeweler, Aaron Barnett, uh, to bring you a unique jewelry experience from precious metals to custom creations. Aaron has it all, whether you're treating yourself for or surprising a loved one. So it could be for you or someone you love. Okay. Mother, grandmother, sibling, you know, spouse, a loved one. His jewelry is a testament to cherished moments. As part of our community, you get special discounts and a chance to visit his private showroom in Los Angeles. So for anniversaries, birthdays, or just because, uh, discover Aaron's jewelry in our show notes. Elevate your relationships with exquisite pieces from our partner, Aaron Barnett. It's a great relationship that we have because now we can offer great discounts to our Beyond I Do community to hook them up. And so you visit, yeah, like we said, visit the show notes and let's get back into the show. Yeah. All right, let's do the blended family then one because I think you'll answer it not too long. There's two elements to it. The second element, I thought we addressed the last uh, blended family one, but you could expound on it if there was more. Um, it's this two things. I'd like to get Pastor Aaron's thoughts oh. as to whether or not. Yeah, big dog. <laughs> Hello, got your name. Got your name on it. Uh, I'd like to get Pastor Aaron's thoughts as to whether or not there are or were different dynamics of having biological children versus having a non-biological child. Mm. Also, you guys should talk about the importance of being as transparent as possible with the child as the relationship grows. Examples, the intentions, the relationship, the possibility, potential breakup, dynamics of what marriage looked like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thought we kind of tapped on that a little bit last time, but maybe they just want it to go deeper. Because uh, I thought you talked about when yeah. we introduced Eileen yeah. and would you do it do differently. It. Yeah. And, but but maybe they're asking for a little more on the front end, like what you talk about with your kids uh, while you're dating as I a, mean, a I single know parent. You know, For me, like for that second question, I wouldn't. Me, personally, would not have wanted to introduce or even talk to Eileen about who I'm dating unless I knew it was serious, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, once it's serious, I think it just depends on the child's age because you can't tell a five-year-old, like, hey, you know, this is what we're hoping for, but we may break up, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I think it's dependent on the 
child maturity, like mental and emotional maturity to have certain topical conversations. Um, But I think you got to do it in agreement, right? You can't introduce your child to your boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever you're Mm -hmm. dating and then them not be ready, right? There has to be agreement. I like Like, uh, when when is the right time? Mm -hmm. How should we do it? I'll admit, we did it the wrong way. The way I, I... I did wait two Prime. years to introduce Eileen to him, but it was just like, we're going to Vegas, let's come. It wasn't like, hey, this is Aaron, like formally or whatever. Yeah. I would have changed that. But yeah, I would take into consideration the child's maturity, emotional yeah. maturity. Would you say like if they're maybe like 11 and younger, maybe to introduce them as a friend, you know, or do you think on the front end saying that this is a boyfriend or girlfriend with the potential Let's just say they like you say it's serious, but like modern couples nowadays, like to me, serious is we've articulated to each other that we could see a life where we could see ourselves married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nowadays people say serious is they're my boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, like we're going to mm-hmm. pl- play house. Yeah. Like, um, would you say like it's recommended to bring them in as like, this is my friend, Aaron or whatever. Or I think I said he was you know, my friend. I never said yeah. he was my boyfriend but yeah i mean but you guys were sharing a room yeah. right <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so yeah, it was that, that the way it went down but yeah <laughs> i, I, I want to make a delineation um because you brought up an 11 year old child i'm thinking about faith who's 12 mm-hmm. um it depends on the context of that family mm-hmm. because like what if that child has a great relationship with their dad's mm-hmm. not ready for it or or yeah. still hurt from their dad blah blah mm-hmm. blah but that doesn't equal that the mom can't date until the child is, is ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like the, the child just won't know at this time. And that's what happened in our situation. It's not sinful to yeah. use wisdom and say, okay, I'm dating and I'm monitoring the health of my children on yeah. when the conversation is introduced. Um, so that's what I'll say about that. The first part, um, when I went into, and this is for the Levy, so I wouldn't project this on everybody, but going into going into this marriage my mindset is i have a daughter i didn't go into it as erica has a daughter Mm. i I, I went into it counting the cost so this is my child to the point where people thought eileen was mixed but Mm -hmm. that's just how we got down and Mm -hmm. that's but i think it was partly from the way that i was raised if you live in our house and that's not to say eileen adopted that mentality off the front end that's you as that was my the, mindset. The, 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 you as the foreigner coming in, right? Yes. Like that, that was your thinking. Yes, that was my thinking, my responsibility, my ownership, which I believe m- helped Eileen embrace the concept. Mm-hmm. Eileen has that personality, but I think it was easier for her to embrace it because of the ownership. Now, different What does experience- that look like? I would ask that then in the ownership and like how you did that. Because there's a lot of, I would say, this is... As a, as a woman, your child is natural. We naturally give love. We naturally can say, I'm going to love this and I'm going to mean that. Men, like we've said, are different dynamic, different makeup. How did you have that relationship with Eileen to be completely genuine to where she felt that? And how did you, in your mindset, what does that look like? What does that mindset look like, if that makes sense? Because men are different. So how okay. does that look like? Okay. Because some men are like, I don't know how to do this with this child that is not mine. But I do have now children that are mine, and I can show and express because they are. I see. You get what I'm saying? I see. So it's two things. Um, Modeling, trying to model what my dad did for me. Gotcha. 
So I knew if I call, I called my dad, dad, what did my dad do? He helped with homework. He, he, he provided, he was encouraging, he would be available. So, so I would, as Erica and I were getting more serious, then it's like, yo, I'm going to have to run these plays for Eileen. Mm -hmm. Though I don't have the experience, I have the desire, and I believe I have some capacity because I've seen it modeled. So I think that's the difference. Mm -hmm. A lot of people haven't seen it modeled. Yeah. The second thing that was a defining moment for me, I went to Erica's mom because Erica's, Erica's dad was in Mexico. Hey, um, I'm planning on asking your daughter to be my wife. She said, I know you love um, Erica. Talk to me about how much you love Eileen and are you willing to take care of her? Mm. I took that very seriously because mm. I saw I saw in Erica's culture and her family how much they value family. Mm -hmm. And then Erica's mom's very quiet, but she was not quiet at all in that conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was speaking wisdom that I didn't even know she had. Like, yeah. but, you know, because she was very expressive. Right. So that meant something to mm. me. So it was more like if I'm coming into this family, then here's my marching orders. So then that's just my personality. Once I know the play. I can tell myself, this is what I'm <clears throat> going to do. And yeah. I think that's what helped Eileen embrace the, the, the outcome of it because it was like, I'm here. Yeah. It was harder for Erica <laughs> to embrace that mm. than Eileen to break, embrace that. Gotcha. Because Erica's, um, Erica had to be independent because she had to be independent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So then when you start running independent <laughs> plays. She still be independent sometimes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're fasting. I mean, yeah. you know. um, no, but 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 when, when you're made to be independent and then all of a sudden here I come like, oh, yeah, like let's share all our finances. And, yeah. Hey, yeah. talk to me about this. And then she's like, what? And then when it came to discipline and Eileen, so then I didn't have the wisdom for that. Mm. And I didn't have the humility for that. That takes a lot of human. But see, that takes like Christian values. Mm. We didn't start as Christians. Yeah. So I had the desire, but I didn't have the character. Mm. I would say it also depends on like, because we talked about Eileen didn't really have much of a relationship with her <laughs> biological father. I think that. Like maybe people, yeah. man may, or a woman or a man may have the intention to be like, I'm going to come, this is my child. But if that child has a great relationship with mm. their biological parent, that may yeah. cause it some friction. It changes. Lot. So yeah. It's, yeah. It, it just depends. I think it, it depends family to family on how you do it, how you make sure. I, I believe, look, uh, even as, as bad as Eileen's dad was not in the picture, not helpful or not present, I would still never keep my daughter from her father because mm -hmm. I believe that's her father. She's going to honor him. However, so like when parents keep kids away from their biological because they have a new man or they have a new woman. And because yeah. I, I really think that people need to work really hard towards co-parenting mm -hmm. and making sure that like there's inclusivity so that no one feels uncomfortable, not mm. not yeah. the biological, not the step sure. like it, it really takes everyone coming together, having conversations with the child because they may be like, I'm not calling him dad or I'm not calling him mom, like because they think that they're going to be yeah. not loving to their biological parents. Mm -hmm. So every, I think it's a case <coughs> by case um, situation yeah. and a maturity level from the step parent, like willing to say and really value what I a dad is or what a mom is and doing the work to do it. Aaron did the work. Mind you, he didn't even like kids, but he really did the work. But let me yeah. share that. Let me share this because I think it'll answer your question further. I didn't know Eileen. Mm -hmm. I would say at that time I was in love with Erica. 
So it started off as, Aaron, if you love Erica, demonstrate you love Erica by loving Eileen. So it wasn't like I was emotionally connected. Right. It's like I love her so much. She loves Eileen so much. We're going to be a family. If I truly love Erica, I need to truly love Eileen. That's how it yeah. was genuine. Yeah. But the difference with a biological child, um, Erica was pregnant with Faith. Mm. I'm writing Faith's name on her belly. Yeah. I'm talking. I'm praying over the stuff. So there's more of an emotional mm-hmm. connection that mm-hmm. makes it more natural. Might be more of an equity yeah. at yeah. that point. Correct. That you're, that you're, so there's a yeah. context, but I don't think the love is different. I yeah. think mm-hmm. it starts different. Yeah. It started for me with Eileen with That's discipline. Good. Yeah. For Faith, it started with like, I mean, we're trying to get pregnant. Oh, you're pregnant. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't That's have true. that for Eileen. But I still have the same responsibilities that I believe my father taught me. This is what a dad does. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm going to strive to do that consistent. But how they start were way different. That's yeah. good. That's yeah, really that's good. good. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I had so many years in youth ministry, and adult ministry, and I always hear from parents who were uh, co-parenting and stuff like that. And I, I think what always stood out to me is how... Um, how how many of us parents think we knew what was best for our children to keep them from being hurt or having mm-hmm. this or having that when really you're making poor decisions for your children mm-hmm. when they're really at an age, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 and up where they can articulate to you. They may not have an emotional awareness, but they definitely can articulate where where they're at and what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. and how many parents would speak on their child's behalf. Cause I would do, I would do a lot of like adolescent counseling. And so we would at first meet with mom and the child or dad and the child. And we would do about 30 minutes with the parent. And then I'd ask the parent to step out say, can I spend some time talking to your child? And they say, yeah. And they step out. And then the opinion of the child was so polar opposite mm-hmm. to yeah. what that parent just did for said for 30 minutes that I would sit there and they'd come back in after some time. And I'd say, you know, when, when was the last time you asked your son mm-hmm. how he was feeling about mm-hmm. all this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, why would I ask them? This is my mm-hmm. son. I mean, you know, like they would look at me like in such shock and, and, but everything leading up to it when we were meeting was all about, I'm doing it for this, for them. I'm protecting them. Mm-hmm. I want, I don't want them to fall into this. You know, it's always, I've decided what's best for them when, you know, they're clearly not, the parents not happy with how, the child's expressing their emotions, mm-hmm. dealing with things. And then within 15 minutes talking to that child, the child just opens up and it's like, here's why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. You think to yourself, man, surely if your mom or dad heard that, they mm-hmm. would pivot or stop mm-hmm. or, you know, and, I, and I've said it before on the podcast. Like one time I was talking to a 16 year old and he's um, getting caught having sex and he's uh, got arrested selling a bag of marijuana at school and blah, 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 blah. And the mom sit with me and I don't know what's going on. And she's crying and I didn't raise you this way. And you know, everything like that. And I asked her to step out the room and he's like, he literally like the moment she closes the door, he laughs and scoffs and he goes, yeah, what my mom didn't say is she has a guy at the house every night, every weekend, a new guy every weekend, you know, did she not say that? And the kid just starts rattling off his Mm -hmm. mom's, you know, stuff. And she's over here in church on Sundays. She's got her hands up. And yet a dude was at my house trying to talk to me like he's my dad Mm. because she would tell the, the guy she was dating, go talk to my son. He needs a father's voice. So he'd go over there dating him. Listen up. But, you know. 
Yikes. And you're sitting there and you're just like, everything you just told me was like, because you love your son and you're trying to protect him and you're trying to look after him. But yeah, he just told me in 15 minutes what he needs from you, which is more consistency, more living up to the standards you're placing on him in your own life Mm -hmm. and more communication on what's going on. You know, he's expressing things Mm -hmm. and everything you're saying you're not proud of. There's an element where he's seeing that expressed in your own life in some way, shape or form. Right. And so that's what, that is what I had seen over the years the most with single parents or parents going into blended families was um, not just us. Cause the person's question was telling the child more of what to spec, but also like, how are you feeling? Not the five-year-old, but the 12 year old, the 14 year old, the 15 year old. Like what, what do you see dad's doing right now? You know, is there anything dad's doing that, uh, is is helping lead towards yes. why your emotions are acting this yes. way yeah. or why you're doing this and that, you know, and creating a space where they can say that without discipline, you yes. know, um, yes. like, no, that's, or, or doing the parent thing, which that's not true. You know, that's not true. Yeah. You know, I love you. You know, I take care of you. It's like, mm. yeah, we know that part, but there's so right. much more elements in being a parent than just saying, do I not have food in the fridge? Do I not, you know, yeah. did I not get you that new shirt you wanted for school? Right. It's like, yeah. yeah, you did those things, but emotional well-being is so much more important, important. for the child yeah. Yeah. than the things that you're supplying in the moment or the fact that the new step parent coming in is helping support mm-hmm. what it is that mm-hmm. is yeah. going on. I think uh, when you had uh, Pastor Steve and Pastor Dolores, I I'm really hoping that as a generation, like as our, our younger kids, I know what we're trying to do with our kids as well, is we, I came from a, a background of my family, like you're going to do as I say, mm-hmm. not as I do. Yep. Just do yep. it. Keep your mouth shut. No yeah. questions asked. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. I'm praying for this generation that they actually sit at kitchen tables yeah. and have conversations 100%. and ask about how are you feeling? What am I doing right as a mom? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? I mean, we just did that with our girls. It's so important because your kids' opinions do matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they going to be as mature depending on the conversation? Probably not, but I think your kids just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Your kids yeah. want to know that you're listening to oh, them. Oh, 100%. And then for a step-parent or, you know, a take your child out. Aaron did an amazing thing with Eileen and that was going on dates with her. Mm-hmm. Like walking dates, whatever. And talking about everything yeah. with no, um, like this is a safe place. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to have, get to know that child. Get to yeah. know what, what they're into. Get to yeah. know what they like. Get to know what they don't like. Spend time with that stepchild or your, yeah. your soon-to-be child that you're going to be marrying. It. Like, get to know them, and you'll see how the relationship will change. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I want so my good. kids to love Jesus, right? So, yeah. like, I'm very sensitive about my kids' church frequency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're going to come because you're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, so um, my parents are coming here from out of town. My mom is going to be a part of this MLK church service. Mm -hmm. So then I say, hey, (laughs) Faith and Trinity, I'm going to go support Grandma Cookie and we're going to go to the, you know, this MLK performance. Would you guys like to go or would you guys like to stay home? So Faith's like, so, you know, Trinity, she was like, oh, how long is it? Uh, I'm I'm staying here. (laughs) Can I take my my iPad? Yeah, yeah. Faith is like, Grandma, let me sleep on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but as a parent, it's like, 
I I'm I'm learning how to respect my children's no. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm learning because that's how they learn how to challenge the process. Mm -hmm. Invite them in. What, what you're talking about when we took them to Starbucks. Hey, let us know how you feel, but write it down. Because a lot of times you ask them, you look at them and they're scared. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Hey, we're all going to write something about how we feel most loved. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and just pract practicing that. Yeah. But I would say from a blended parent perspective, blend co-parenting perspective, I would say if you're not the biological parent, you have to be mindful that you may not have all the influence mm -hmm. that sure. the biological parent has and be patient and humble for that. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. may see your spouse say something and then the child acts right. And then you say mm -hmm. something in your voice, but your consistency and love over time yeah. mm -hmm. and how you're treating your spouse will gain that influence right. over time. Yeah. yeah. And I think we said last time that the great book for it is uh, Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages for Blended, blended Families. families. Yeah. Not yeah. just for Five Love language and he breaks down that the equity that you have to build as a step parent to mm -hmm. speak the love language of the child if they're you know love language is physical touch like you can't go right off the bat and mm -hmm. put your arm around them and hold their hand or whatever because right. you're not you so that what you can do is give them a high five that's For sure. touch you know or whatever right so um yeah i think my driving force on why i try to converse with the boys or do what i do as they're still growing is like more than anything, I want to teach them how to have emotional maturity. And yeah. So even hearing from them or giving them a choice or whatever, uh, for me, it, it, even though a driving sport force is also respecting them, but to me it's more so not just coming from a place of respect, but also a place of teaching them how to rightly handle their emotions, have yeah. a voice, mm -hmm. speak up. Like when you're married, speak up, communicate with your wife. How do I do that? Start communicating with me. Mm -hmm. Or you go tell your mom. Go 100%. talk to your mom. Yes. And you're yeah. teaching them. Like my view is always like when my boys are 18, more than likely we're never going to have the same relationship that we once had in the, in, the, in the parental raising side. Like when 18 hits, like – what I poured into them is going to be like, that's what happened to me. I grew up in a very, very religious home, strict rules. The day I turned 18, my dad was like, you don't have to call me where you're going. You don't have a curfew. You don't, there is no rules. I have done everything I needed to do. And there's a few. <laughs> in, yeah, I know, right? yeah, okay. And he's like, I have a few, like, if you're still going to live in the house, just things I want you to respect. But in terms of meeting, need, need to know updates, all that, like all that, like, Obviously, if he saw in me that I was yeah. like coming in at 2 a.m. or whatever, we would have had talks. But, you know, I was already articulated. I'm a Christian at that point and stuff like that. So he was basically like, I did my job for for your 18 years. From here on out, like these decisions are going to be yours because I'm no longer going to have that same place that I had mm -hmm. with us being a, mm -hmm. a child. Right. And so really it was like the one thing that I had reflected on was like, oh, shoot. My parents never talked to me, taught me how to like be in a relationship and ha converse in a relationship because mm -hmm. my dad always believed in him and my mom talking behind closed doors. So I never mm -hmm. heard them. I never heard them have a disagreement. I never heard them make a decision together, mm -hmm. you know, and per se as a family. I, I didn't see any of that stuff. So when I'm in relationships, I'm just like kind of fumbling through and then I'll talk to my dad. And, oh, yeah, me and your mom, we, we dealt with that one time. About, and I was like. Oh, that's news. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So for me, it's like if right now I've been with my wife now dating wise 11 years. I left my parents at 18. So here in a few short years, I'm going to have been in a relationship longer than I was a son mm -hmm. in a home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So for me, I'm like, I need my sons to succeed on, if I want to do a really great job, I want them to succeed on the thing they're going to spend most of their life That's on, which is leading a family, yep. having a family, then being just obedient to dad. It is the rule. You need to come to church on Sunday. Again. Yeah. I, I need them to understand yeah. by the time they get 18, this is why our family is convicted to go to church. Mm-hmm. I yes. need them to arti- like know why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Not because that was an occupational hazard or whatever it was. It was like, no, th- our family believes in this. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's where we learn. It's where mm-hmm. we grow. It's where God speaks to us. It's where we're in community because God speaks to us through community and we love the Lord and we love God's people. And Bob, explaining those things. Here's why I never raise your my voice at your mom because she's to be loved and showered mm-hmm. and led mm-hmm. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, this is why you've never seen dad get aggressive with mom or any woman because they are weaker vessels and mm-hmm. we're called as men and we're protectors and, and that they know that. And then also they're like, yeah. And, and mom and dad gave me a voice at 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if I was, if Matthias was 12 and didn't want to go with me to grandma's thing, um, and let's just say Matthias's favorite thing was ice cream. I'd come home with ice cream, eating it. And he'd be like, oh, did you give me some? I'd be like, no, we, we all got it after grandma's <laughs> yeah. thing. You should have came to, I'd be teaching him like there are yeah. rewards and there mm-hmm. are, you made the big boy decision. You yeah. didn't want to come. Yeah. Yeah. But after we all went to big house, mm-hmm. you yeah. should have yeah. came, bro. Like yeah. we, Stop. you know, like right, right. we, ha- and teaching him like you can be make big boy decisions, but just know it's going to come yeah. with big boy losses. Yeah. Oh, your brother only wanted to go. How come d- brother got shoes? Well, we had some free time in between the Christmas things. We went over to the mall and he wanted some shoes. So I bought it. You should have been there, man. But you wanted to stay at home on your iPad. That's the way the world works. You want to be lazy on the couch. You want, you know, and it's not just giving them a voice, but also teaching them like your decisions have Mm -hmm. come with things and consequences, sometimes good, sometimes bad, whatever it is. But to me, it's, I'm always like my driving force is like, for me, if you were to ask me, Adam, do you think you're a good dad or whatever? I'd say, um, I'll know when they're in their twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. I could tell you like, oh yeah, I'm just following a script now, but right. and you're <laughs> yeah. tw- in their twenties. Right. If they can succeed in relationships, if they can, if they can be well-mannered and well-tempered and not lose their cool and be disciplined and drive with hunger and sustain themselves and be able to provide for themselves and then I'll, I'll let you know if, if they go to church and they love the Lord, I'll let you know if I feel like how I did, I'll, I'll grade myself, you mm-hmm. know, in that, in that way. And, and, and we'll see, right. Yeah. Cause that's what drives me every day. That's there's, awesome. a, there's a pastor friend that told me this, that's very sobering. He said, as communicators at this stage with our kids, cause our kids are similar age, we control the narrative of what it's like to be raised in our home. 20 years from now, we lose that. And mm-hmm. our kids mm-hmm. are the driving force for what the narrative was being raised in our mm-hmm. home. So let's think about that in the decision we're making now. Yeah. Oh, that was, that's all I need to it's hear. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, you talk to kids all the time. How many times do we talk to our parents now who are, you know, grown and they're always like, it was not like that growing uh-huh. up. And, and like, you're like, yes, yes, it was. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, you guys was. all sat in a corner and drank while we were all in a corner burning ourselves up. You know, it's like, yeah. you hear that. They're always like, no, that's not what happened. You know, or like, even with my parents, you know, yep. I'll say yeah, something. You or like, Jordan's your whole did that life. Not, yeah, Skechers. My mom said that one time. I was like, my mom would, mom, you used to take us once a year to, uh, to pay, pay less. less. And, and only if they had BOGO could we have two pair of shoes she yeah. said jordash and, yeah, yeah. Jordash. <laughs> and she goes adam that's such a lie we used to we We're used to vans. shower you we got you vans and we got you jordans and i was like 
I didn't buy my first pair of Jordans till I was 20. What, like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, I was like, what are you talking? But again, the, as a parent, like you had the narrative, like you said, it's a good I'm point. You didn't know when you're younger. Now we have. She thought we're Jordans. So, but that part, yeah, that part, the little Keely. She don't know what. Yeah, she don't know what what was anything. She's just saying. She just doesn't want. The the, the, the story the narrative to yeah, be like, hey we were you were hurting financially so for her she's like whatever the best was that's what we had for you and I'm like no you didn't which is fine <laughs> but you like and we talk about yeah there were times we used to share happy meals you never shared happy meals you each got a happy meal I'm like no because I knew we had to fight over one toy like that's how I remember <laughs> you guys di- didn't have money you know to take us all to McDonald's yeah. like you know so. Yeah, that's so good <laughs> I remember being um, in Payless and then trying on the shoe and then your mom being like let me see you run a ver go yeah, ahead yeah, run. Yeah. Run. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can you run, run fast and then those are the shoes <laughs> those are good the air walks the van knockoffs oh, mine was only the bogos yeah <laughs> I think I wore Payless all the way up until before we got married. Well, I mean, what other shoe store was around? Wait, <laughs> we were married, you were married and you still went to I, Payless. I think I did. She would go to Payless. I was mad. The we one on, in Fontana closed down. It was really yeah. on the corner. All of Payless closed well, down. Well, the last time I remember going to Payless, the shoes were like 60 bucks. And I was like, oh, yeah. I oh, remember yeah. Payless oh, being no. like $14. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? It went up. It went up. <laughs> My mom was like 15 and under. I remember I used to have, before I had like Jordans, I used to have the Shacks. Yeah, I those. <laughs> oh my gosh. From Mervyn's. From Mervyn's. The Mervyn's. Mervin's. Oh my gosh. That's the Mervyn's. My dad took me school shopping at Fedco. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that's how old he is, guys. Yeah. That's right. And that's why I had a shoe collection. He, he would use H&M green stamps. <laughs> I only know that because my dad <laughs> talks about it all the time. <laughs> H&M green I never knew what those things were. <laughs> Still don't. Yeah, All right, buddy. This is a good one. So we had a little bit of dating in there, <laughs> and a little bit of blended, blended family. family. Yeah, it is and good stuff. Yeah. All right. Nostalgia. You can always submit your questions on uh, all our, like, what is it, our Instagram? And also the link in our yeah. show notes. You can always uh, share a question if you have one. You can always comment in it. We see those two as well. And don't forget, if you have never reviewed Beyond the Letter, Beyond I Do, go go shoot us a five star in there. Because it helps get get it out too. We talked about last episode that a guy from another state slid into Nancy's DMs because he what? saw our podcast. Yeah. So oh. you know, you never know. Why, why are you blushing here? Like you know that? Nancy you will know be married at the end of twenty twenty four. Because he because he <laughs> handsome. And I told and I told her if a marriage ever happens, we have to do a live stream on Beyond right? the Letter. It's got to be a public wedding. Yeah. That it's got to be a live stream. And we got to get the jewelry from your jeweler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Aaron so, Barnett, yes, our yep, sponsor, yep, sponsor partnership I has said, to do the jewelry. The Wait, I can't say that my husband get mad. Yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut. We'll hit cut, and then you can say whatever you're gonna say <laughs> before you and Aaron have the talk. All right, All right. everybody, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.